This should be fun! Family, don't end with blood. I regret this already. Hello! Nam idiot, see ya! Lilu Dallas Multipass. The things I do for love. I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me. Are you afraid? Today's episode features themes of Gator Talk, gun violence in America, and race relations in the media in the 1990s. Focus, because that would have been perfect. Oh, we fucking missed an opportunity. Next year. Next year. Yep. My hip cracked. Ow. <laughs> Your hips fly. <laughs> and that's the kind of energy we have tonight. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, we got the mics to work. Yeah. Hopefully, we sound better. We figured it out. We were dumb. Yeah, there was a button that we weren't pressing. It was a really important button. Wait, do you only have one page of notes? I do. <gasps> there wasn't a lot of things to note this time. I have two. I'm impressed that you have one. I have none. But that's, that's okay. on brand. The, the... When do you take... Yeah. I said it's on brand. I'm just exasperated. No, I take notes when I find a lot of fun... Things. I, I take notes when I know I'm going to have a hard time remembering something. So this week, we are it's discussing... Jumanji. Jumanji! Jumanji! I need to pull up the general info. I didn't do my I fucking job. I need to pull job. up the fucking synopsis. I didn't do my job. Hold the fuck up. It doesn't have any... My my job, really, there's none. <laughs> there's today. Not, honestly... That's okay. You, you, do you see how I basically gave up on the fandom at this point until we find something good? There wasn't any bit. I looked... Okay, I looked. There's, there's cult following and that's it. Yeah, there's cult following. There's no fandom. Alright, here's the synopsis in case you've been asleep for the past um, three decades. Oh my god! Two Has it half. been three? Two and a half. My uh, bad. Yeah, because it was 95. Yep. It was 95 it, on the dot. Two, two and, I'm sorry, guys. Two and a half decades. If you've been asleep for the past two and a half decades, because that makes people at this table feel better. Uh, a magical board game unleashes a world of adventure on siblings Peter and Judy Shepard. 
While exploring an old mansion, the youngsters find a curious jungle-themed game called Jumanji in the Attic. When they start playing, they free Alan Parrish, who's been stuck in the game's inner world for decades. If they win Jumanji, the kids can free Alan for good, but that means braving giant bugs, ill-mannered monkeys, and even stampeding rhinos. Which, by the way, while I watched it, I realized that those rhinos are probably extinct now. And I got really sad. Oh, they... General Info! Extra sad. (laughs) Go. Okay. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bomb it. I'm try- I'm trying to stay positive, but it's becoming really hard in this room. So it was directed by Joe Johnson. Johnston. Uh oh, I had one earlier this week. Um uh, <laughs> pimple pimples on the podcast. <laughs> you can I don't want to be pimple popper. Ooh. I'm sorry. Oh, hell, eh. Vito. I'm that person. I'm sorry. You're fine. You have rights. Uh, Just keep them over there. Produced by Scott Korf. We're going with that. It's K O K R O O P F. Croft. Croft. K R. Kerr. Croft. All right. Fine. Weird ass name. Um. Why are you judging people on their names? It's. I'm illiterate, that's why! <laughs> I could never host a TV show because it would be like, introduce this person, and I'd be like, it's a person! Oh God, it's a real good thing we don't have a podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not a host, though. Well, are you not? Why are you? I don't know that. An entity. Did we not make a podcast about choose your host? <laughs> Sam has denied her role as a host. I need some coffee. Yeah, drink that shit. You need it. (laughs) You need it. Screenplay by Jonathan Hensley, Greg Taylor, and Jim Strain. Story by Greg Taylor, Jim Strain, and Chris Van Allsburg. Based on Jumanji, the book by Chris Van Allsburg. Um... It's starring Robin Williams, Kristen Dunst, David Allen Greer, Bonnie Hunt, Jonathan High, Bebe, Bibi, Bibi Newworth. Uh, the score was by James Homer. Hor- Horner, sorry, Horner. That's sorry, a big my difference. Con- my contact went weird. <laughs> You may also know him from uh, the Titanic. The, that composer also did the score for the Titanic. And Avatar. The Blue People. There's only that. one... A- Why do you say it that way? There's only one Avatar. The, you're right, there's only one Avatar. Um, it, it debuted, premiered, in... Uh, it was a December release. It was a Christmas movie. December 15th, 1995. Um, had mixed reviews, but was considered a box office success. And is the 10th highest grossing film of 1995. It inspired a television animated series. Um, there is a sequel that is also based on a book of the same title, Zutara. A Space Adventure, which premiered in 2005. And then there are the 
reboots, which <sighs> exist. That's it. That's all I got. Technically, going back on yours, uh-huh. the film itself does not have a sequel. The sequel is the reboot. The, yeah, the, the sequel well, itself is the reboot. This, yeah. The sequel is the reboot. <clears throat> Sathora became a completely different thing. Sathora is actually its own thing. Well, it, isn't it considered a sequel, though? Because... Uh, no. They don't... They don't. So, a sequel alludes to building off of the main source material. What they did is they took the source material and said, okay, but what if? Okay. It's a, so, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the new one actually, like, puts them into Jumanji rather than having it affect the world around them. Yes. It, they, they completely changed some of the rules of the game. Yeah, so ju- so No no no, but the re I'm talking about the reboot, not Suthara. Yeah, Suthara technically movie wise and book wise is not a sequel. Okay. It's based on the same concept and written by the same people, but it's not a sequel because it does not even touch on the same pe- I I thought it was like it, it it like has no connotation of the original. Yeah, but like you want to go see it because it's a sequel. No, it was. It was. I remember the advertisement for this, and they were like, "Oh, it's Jumanji related." Yeah, related. They didn't advertise it with Jumanji, Sathora. The ones I did. <coughs> I, I I I don't know. The ones I saw. Did. The ones I saw did not advertise it with Jumanji. They said it would. It was a a futuristic Jumanji. Yeah, like, but it's not. So, literally telling you it's a st- the same story in a different twist. Now, the reboots... The reboots are a video game, and I've, I have seen the first one of the reboots. We're not going to go into them, because we might eventually see them. The reboots are a continuation of the storyline. Kind of, yeah. No, they are. If you actually... Um, that's actually something that I did figure out. Um, Otherwise, I'll say them. No. Uh, so, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> again, the original source material is the, it's actually a picture book. So it's a quick little, like, for kids. And I don't think, actually, um, do quick. I didn't read it, so there you go. Because I don't, I don't know if you can find this book anywhere, to be honest. I think you'd have to, like, order it somewhere, lost bookstore or something, because I don't think it's in print anymore. Yeah, I'm surprised, especially with the success of the first movie. And I don't. Um, um, it doesn't say if it's still not in print, but um, let's see. Actually, whoa, real quick, I'm gonna find out if it's still in print. No, it is in print. Sorry, I lied. Hey, um, you can buy it on Amazon. Or like, Target. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, Target has it. So Target does things still. Yes. Um, I like Target, but they have like a re a renewed like print sort of deal. Mm. Like they rebooted sort I'm of. Not surprised. I mean, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's it's Judy and Peter find the. Technically, their parents are still alive, so I think that's pretty cool that they killed the parents off. They made it more. Oh, in the book. Yeah, in the I book, it was the parents. Movie and I was like, "Ma'am, I just watched that. I have some complaints." <laughs> um, 
Not to fact check, but... Fact check. Rock fact. Rock fact. <laughs> Lots of callbacks to episode one today. I'm blaming you. You're welcome. So, technically, Alan never appears in the children's book. So, Alan and um, Sarah are completely added towards... Fabricated. Fabricated huh. for the movie. The children's book is really simple. It's to a brother and sister play a board game that costs them shit. And then it's all over. Okay. Um, and then the, technically, it you're right. They did write Sephora as a sequel, but it was not written until 2002. The original was written in 1981. So I think they really just wrote it going, huh. Space age. Woo. Shit's happening. Let's do this. Basically. Um, so in movie-wise, as far as like the movies, Sothor is technically not a sequel to Jumanji. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know it's not technically a sequel, but it it's one of those like like it, it's it's a sequel in the same way, like it's some, an addition. Yeah. It's an addition to the universe. So the, you can't even say it's an addition to the universe, because you go from the jungle to the space and then you have the reboots that actually make sense. Well it's like it's like some of the some of the Narnia books, they're technically sequels, but they don't feel like it. No, 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 no they're not. technically you're right. They, they don't, don't feel like they don't feel like sequels. And they don't like, because it's a completely different storyline. And they're in like a completely different section of the world. And yes. Like, but you still have the original characters. No, no. Yes. No, not yeah. all, not not all, all of them, but you still have the original characters. That's char- what I'm saying. Like <laughs> But that's what makes it a sequel. You at least have one of the original characters there. I okay, so here's a hot take. Is Lord of the Rings technically a sequel? Because uh, is Lord of the Rings technically a sequel just because it has none of the original characters from The Hobbit? Alright? Lord of the Rings is a continuation of the story. Yeah, but is the it's is it a sequel? It's not a sequel, it's a continuation of the story. No, see that's bullshit. It's not a sequel. It, <laughs> Lord of the Rings is completely separate from The Hobbit. If you do not have The Hobbit, you do not understand the world completely, but you get to learn from it. The Hobbit introduces the world, you get an awesome experience, and then Lord of the Rings gives you this amazing, awesome story. Gay like, love story. I love it. It's a gay love story, and none of you none of you fanboys can convince me otherwise. Uh, hello, the whole... The whole, Mr. Frodo, I made a promise. A promise, Mr. <laughs> Frodo. I mean, hello? And, and like, I can't carry your ended. burden. I can't carry your burden, but I can carry you, line? Uh, that, that's some gay yearning right there, folks. And we are very off topic. Yes. Um, but. <laughs> I was trying so hard to get some of that on film to make a TikTok. And you didn't cooperate at all. I would just like to say, no rights. <laughs> but anyway, Sathora is a continue is not a continuation of the story either. It's really its own thing. Yes, but it's billed as a sequel. The book is. Yes. The movie is not. It's billed as a sequel. The movie's not billed as a sequel. Y- yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, have it you is. seen the I have seen it. It has a, it does not have Robin Williams. No, it just has it the does. hot astronaut. Yeah, that's true. That's it. But the hot astronaut ends up being the little fucking kid. 
I'm not sick. All spoilers, by the way. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. What I'm saying is, it is not built as a sequel. There, you're not in the same city. You're not even in the same state. Listen, listen. The setup, the setup is the exact same. So if you are, it's a board game. That is literally the setup you have. It's a board game found under mysterious circumstances by a child with a sibling. How is that not? It's not a sequel. And moving on. We've spent too much time on this. Okay. I did see an episode of the animated series. I didn't. I'm warning you guys. I don't know how much of that is capable. <laughs> I did see an episode of the animated series. Okay. Not that great. Not Do not recommend it. It is not canon either, so... Oh, oh even better. Fun fact. Um, where was I? So, the book is more Peter and Judy really doing everything. Um, you don't see Alan. You don't see uh, Sarah. You don't see all the fun things. Um, fun fact that I did not know. Um, Tim Allen. Is it Tim Allen? Mm-hmm. Or Tom Hanks? Oh, I actually don't know. Are there Tom Hanks. Sorry. Tom Hanks was supposed to play... That's why I confused it. Tom Hanks was supposed to originally first play Alan. I can fucking see that. And then Robin Williams only did it after they rewrote the script. Thank you. Um, Several times. On that note, I can totally see why they would want someone other than Robin Williams to play that part. Because I also saw that they, um, they didn't... They had him ad lib a lot less than normal, mm-hmm. and that was on purpose. Like they had him do that less. And I see, I and knowing I that now, it. yes, and knowing that now, I see why they wanted someone other than Robin Williams at first. Yeah, because <laughs> he's really he was really good at improv. Like <sighs> that's his bread and butter. That's yeah. his. OG. I mean, if you if you see the original Genie stuff, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's R rated. Because he keeps cursing so much. Yes. I, kinda, I don't know if this exists or not, but I kind of wish I could see a thing with him and Jim Carrey in it. Because I feel like they would play off of each other so fucking well. He did do something with Tim Allen, and it was actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but, like, I want Robin Jim Williams. Jim Carrey. Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey and yeah, oh, Robin so Williams. That, I know it's I, why I want it. I don't think they would have ever... They would have been like, nope, 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 I'm, nope, okay, nope. Well, I'm going to look into it and see if there's something, but... I'll, I'll retweet know. it. I'll okay. tweet it out if we find it hell yeah um oh and the hunter um and the dad are played by the same person which actually i think has a lot to do with alan himself as Uh a character Uh because the whole time he the hunt oh well this is going more into discussion of the movie there is one cool thing though that i noticed too is when they're um doing the Getting the guy to blow up. Or not blow up. When they're getting the him on the little boat, he goes flying and crashes into a wall. If in you the actually store, in the store. In the store, thank you. They do a quick pan like a t- turning pan uh shot shot. And if you watch in the background they're selling some hoses, but it says boom. And I was like, that's the perfect like they did and it looks like a boom from a comic book. So it's like, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Um, in the in the beginning of the movie, before like right as they they're like finding the game, as the drums start up for the first time in front of the aunt, 
they do this really cool thing where the aunt stops like she can hear it and then turns around and then goes, I guess okay. Yeah, that was one of my notes. I'm like, can only children hear these drums? Yes. No, I feel like only people who have touched the game can hear it. But the kids, the kids hadn't touched it. I, I'm not convinced. No, because Alan that didn't touch it in it. Oh, I have an oh, idea. I have. Oh, I have a okay, theory. Okay. So on that, I think the game looks for troubled and children. Oh, troubled people, oh. because you have Benjamin and what's his face in the very, very beginning. Then you have Alan, who at the time is being just literally got beat the fuck up. And, and Ju- said, don't go face your troubles, son. Yeah. And then you have Sarah, who is having this crisis with her boyfriend. And then all of a sudden you have these two traumatized children who just lost their parents. Not just. Just about. To me, the game game only attracts people who are going through turmoil at that moment. Yes, I remember now. Um, I'm sorry to do this, but I have to. If you've listened to the Magnus Archives, you know where I'm going with this. And it's not a spoiler, don't worry. This feels like the same way the entities pick victims in canon for that show. Oh, yes. Yeah. They find people who are vulnerable to their to their whims and are like, "Hey. What's up?" Oh, keep going. For people who have not heard of the Magnus Archives, how about we not go into the entities cuz that sort of does spoil the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it does, no, she's right. It, it, they come in like season 3. Fine. I'm sorry. We will not go further into it. There are entities, though. And yes. That's it, all we're going into. Only saying that because one of my friends is just starting to listen to it. So, oh, okay. yeah, we, we will not we will not speak more on it. Uh, however, if you haven't listened to it at all, you have made several mistakes in your life, and this is your chance to redeem yourself. Go listen yes. to the Magnus Archives. Yes, please. It's on Spotify. Anyway, um, it, it, but like to to bounce kind of off of that, I won't go further into the lore, but it does give me those kinds of like vibes where they kind of pick victims in that same way right? mm-hmm. and um the kids both and like how you were saying both of the adults that you know are later introduced really do feel like the perfect victims for something like that even if it's in different ways they are all in an emotionally vulnerable scenario to be picked on by a higher power that likes seeing people struggle yep. yeah so going into the movie okay Fun stuff. Yes. You have notes. I, I have some notes. Um, one note that is... I'm not necessarily the best person to tackle this, because I am neither a person of color, oh, nor, extremely well, versed, to, nor extremely well versed in this subject. So I'm just going to preface disclaimer. But it, from my perspective and from the whole my trying to become more educated in this area, it feels like it's perpetuating the negative aspect of African spirituality and magic. Oh, oh, you, 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 you're making a face. Cause, so, there's I'm not, this whole, I'm not, I, I just don't understand why. Continue. So there's this whole subculture of African magic equals bad, or African magic equals, like, black magic, and how that perpetuates racism, and there's this whole... People can articulate it much better than I can, but um, if you look at the majority of at least American 
depicted black magic or magic that hails from like Africa, it's it's seen through a lens of evil and causing harm. I would like to pitch a thing, and I will let you go next. Um, I don't think I don't think that much thought necessarily went into it because it feels like something that affects everyone. Period. Anyone who's fallen victim to it. Right. Because even at the very end of the movie, we see some kids who aren't speaking English. I didn't look up what language it was. French. I'm sorry. It is French? I figured after watching this movie at least a hundred times, let's be honest, mm -hmm. um, I had never actually caught on to what they were saying, and I watched it today, and I think it's because I had my headphones on, mm -hmm. and I was like, holy shit, I know that language. <laughs> <laughs> I can identify that. Hello? So, and, I, yeah. and I don't think it was intentional or malicious mm -hmm. on the part of the writer or the, the filmmakers. Oh. What were you going to say? So, Sorry. sort of feeding off of that, I had seen theories where people are, are stating that this could be a form of voodoo. But in a form of to grow a person. And the reason I say that, I actually That's see true. that. Because mm -hmm. you, in the very beginning, you see the kids are getting scared of something. Right. But I don't think they actually learned their lesson. They don't play the game. They didn't actually play the game they just correctly. No, 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 no. Ugh. The Jonathan and whoever, they buried it. Yeah. So I think they well, played the kids from the prequel from the, the setup. Yeah, the yeah, setup. The, the, okay, so the I think open. they played it and they got scared, mm -hmm. but they didn't learn anything. Yeah. And then you so see, they didn't complete it. I don't think they completed it. And it, since they died, the, the game, game has reset. to reset. Oh. So then I I see. Then you see, um, Alan oh. and Sarah, who both. I'm not sure I understand. You don't have to, bitch. We didn't ask. <laughs> Siri wants to join in the conversation. <laughs> Siri's not She's trying so hard to have an opinion, and she's like, I don't know what to say. Oh, we shouldn't be mean to the AI. No. Um, so, <laughs> one day they'll come back and kill us, they okay? Will. Not if um, nice to them. I say please and thank you before pressing them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you see, you have Alan and um, Sarah, Sarah mm -hmm. who Alan goes through this extreme growth of... Going from, you know, hating his dad for telling him, don't have fear, try to be a stronger man. And, I mean, yeah, his dad's a little bit of an emotional, abusive person. Um, well, he's, he's a dad in the 1960s. I don't fucking care, he's an abusive piece of shit. No, 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 I'm just saying... Yes, I understand the time era. He, he it does fit the time era, that and I'm not hating. it right. Yes. It doesn't make it right, but that was standard. I'm sorry. I know. Abuse is standard in a lot of things. It's still abuse. No, I, I agree with you. The mm -hmm. dad is abusive. Mm -hmm. it, it, not physically, obviously, but he's definitely very emotionally abusive. Um, if they hint a physical, I wouldn't say it. I don't think he was physically abusive either. Um, I would... To the, the dad? Go ahead. I think he was very much emotionally abusive. I, yeah. He he very much is, let me fuck with you psychologically kind of that. Or at least those were the vibes I got. The vibes I got were a pin cushion away from potential violence, but hard to push to that point. Yes. 
And I, I typical sixties dad. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I there's there's another dad from media that he's reminding me of, but we have not talked about this series yet, so I'm not going to talk about it. And neither of you have seen up to this point in oh. that series, I don't think. So I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, so you have him in this situation where he's he doesn't know how to grow from that. Does he become this tough guy that his dad wants him to be or be himself? And Sarah, you have her, obviously her boyfriend's abusive. Because if he beats up a guy for just talking to her, her, the dude's abusive. Mm -hmm. Okay. And even like later on in the movie, Alan makes a comment of, oh, maybe she's living in a trailer park with this guy. And in the 90s, if you lived in a trailer park, your you trailer really fucked up. You yeah. your trailer trash, and not just trailer trash. You're an abusive son of a bitch. Yeah, because let's be honest, nineties was the greatest for the most part. Yeah, for in in, in trailer parks, I would say. yeah, yeah. And the, the American economy in the nineties was the best it had been in decades, and it was you know, well. <laughs> Side note: In defense of trailers that I don't like. Did you know they make, like, really fancy trailers that have, like, two stories? Bitch. They, nowadays, a trailer no, can be a freaking mansion. Yeah. One of my friends who lives in South Florida, they grew up in a trailer on their property. And it was a nice-ass trailer. Sure. Yeah, they started making trailers look like freaking mansions. And they yeah. still do. Like, to this day. Anyway, I, I wanted I wanted to, to defend those of you who may be in a trailer. Yes. Have rights. I mean, uh, technically, it, oh, that's shit, not... The shitty trailers have a history. <laughs> yes. And I'm not saying... I mean, I grew up in a freaking trailer. I can't say shit. I mean, my parents... We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I'm only... I'm extremely privileged. I've always lived in a house. So, no, I mean, oh. I grew up in a trailer. So, I can't say, like, yeah, everybody's trailer church. No, they're not. But uh, in the 90s, they had this view of, yeah. it, particularly media made trailers and people that lived yeah, in yes, trailers yes, very, yes, yes, yes. very bad. Um, so the fact that he states that gives yeah. me this feeling that Sarah was being abused, yeah. if not physically, emotionally as well. Because yeah. that guy was a dick. Yeah. And I will say, I do definitely agree with you. It does... Looking back, now that you've mentioned that, it does feel like a coming-of-age kind of thing. Like, these trials may be a little over the top, maybe a little extra, but I could say the same thing about the shit that everyone went through in Homestuck. And, like, I'm I'm not diving into it, but they go through a lot of fucked up stuff to become better people. Yeah. And they, they go through the, the, they go through things that force them to grow and learn in a way they might not have without the out without the outside push, allowing them to become a better, different version of themselves. And at the end, they end up saving um, the Judy and Peter's parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, I, I think you're very much hitting the nail on the head there. With it's a coming of age story because even during. Um, when they're on the side of the road after, or right, right after Alan gets arrested, um, Peter tries to cheat. He tries to take a, a, a shortcut to end the game well, for, for the better of the of, the, of everybody of the group. But mm-hmm. he does cheat, and he gets punished for it. He literally turns into a monkey, which 
Perpetual resolve, like, that boy already very clearly has self-esteem issues and self-image issues. Uh, like, I mean, the way he holds himself and, like... The way that I kind of read that was trauma from parents being dead. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I, I feel like it, I read trauma from being dead, Aunt just totally moved us to a completely different uh-huh. place where we don't have the support group mm-hmm. of our friends. Because, if you notice... The, I'm sorry, I, I, I will shut up after this. Um, the, the If you notice... Uh, as he opens up, he starts to act more like his sister. Yes. Sass, sass factors go up. Sass factors. Okay. Uh, but he... <laughs> oh. No, you go. I go. don't remember what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> go. Oh, so... Mm, no, but you see, you see this whole growing and opening up and becoming different because even judy yes you you see for her going from this perpetual liar to start being more oh yeah open and honest the story she gives the realtor oh my god then has it been so long since i saw this fucking movie she said that and i went holy fuck i forgot i didn't realize and then she starts laughing and i'm like oh this this bitch. <laughs> Chaos Gremlin. I literally looked at my looked at my screen while working. This happened. My jaw dropped. I went, "Oh shit!" And then she laughed, and I went, "Fucking Chaos Gremlin." <laughs> also, I just, I love their little relationship. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. she leaves her room and is like, "I know my brother's not okay." Yeah. And like it's like, "Hey hey hey, dude, how you doing?" And he's like, "Bitch, how do you think?" Oh. Can we bounce backwards real quick? Yeah. Um, I would just like to point out the fact that the only black guy that worked at that factory got fired, and that is um, probably a bit of an issue. They also gave him a completely different uniform. I. It is an issue, but I thought. I thought I saw more black. No, no. I looked in the. I. I. You, we can. We can pull it up. I. I. Looked. You're probably. You know. You're probably right. Because deadass. I. I realized he was about to get fired, and I started looking around, and I rewound it. I was like, "Are you seriously about to on screen fire the only black guy in this fucking factory? Because that's not fair." I thought it was good. The way I interpreted that, and this is this is you know from my perspective only. <laughs> it felt like it was making a commentary rather than like. Firing the one black guy. I, it felt like the the filmmakers were like, "This is a problem." I would agree if there were other if there were other people of color in the background. That's fair. That's hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I would agree if there were other people of color around him in any way, shape, or form. Because without them, instead of being any kind of commentary, what it felt like is you're not welcome here. I and don't I will know. Fire you over one small thing. So so. Uh, sort of pointing this out. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I will... Because we technically don't find out when he gets fired. Yeah, he got fired on scene. Mm-mm. No, no, no. He there's, does not get fired. This, who did this? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I did. I did, Mr. Farish. So, we technically don't find out if he gets fired or not. Because even when Alan comes back, he goes, hey, Dad, it was my fault. And he goes, thank you for telling me the truth. But they, he did he did get fired. They talked about, at the very least, they talked about it in the police car. The, he talked about it, he said, I apologize for the shoe. No, he said, I apologize for what happened. And then he says, yeah, they let me go after that. Did he? 
Yeah, he gets he gets fired. Yeah, he's like he makes a comment of like kind of bitterly like I got fired for that job from that job. But I think he got fired shortly after that. But but what I'm what I'm trying to say is I don't think necessarily just that one incident was the factor. I think the fact that his son went missing too, because this is something I did I did sort of think about mm-hmm. is the fact how when he enters the game the timeline splits. Yeah. So yeah. there's like what if the game never existed and what if he um he dis the disappearance timeline. And with the disappearance timeline cuz you even find out more about the dad when you go into the factory that he he lost his mind trying to find his son, he lost the company, he lost everything. So I think him letting him go honestly had more to do with the fact that his son went missing. Because he was the last one in his company to have contact with him. It could have been a myriad of things. I, I guess my my only point of the co- my only comment on it was that the the what like it just the the reason I thought it was weird was because it, they only put him on scene, and it felt it felt weird that they didn't have anyone else in the background to be like at all. It, it felt like the the token black guy getting the short end of the stick. So I would I would say that. But I I appreciated how they gave, you know, our token black guy credit for being innovative in the field of fashion, especially in the field of sneakers. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, and I like how when the when the when they got back onto the right timeline, he basically pioneered the entirety of the company from that point forward. Yeah, right. that was great. Um, and you're right. There should have been more people of color in the scene. Period. But I'm going. I'm going to give the filmmakers the benefit of the doubt, considering it was '95. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, like, I it's guess, not yeah. an excuse. It's it's absolutely I, not an excuse. I think this is. We also have to remember. It's how the film was done. I think we also have to remember at the time that the film was. That it was 1969, so there was still technically a lot of division yeah, within that I time. Guess, that specific point is why I have an issue with it. That was that was why it stood out to me because it was it was from the nineteen sixties. There definitely should have been other people of col- other people of color doing anything in Man, the factory, especially manual labor in the factory. Anyway, long story short, that's my take on it. We don't have to stay on it for too long if you don't want to. It's no, no, no. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I, mean, I think it's important to talk about. Too. Yeah, and but I I. Personally, I I agree with you, but I think what the filmmakers were trying to do is touch on the fact that what was really happening in the 1960s, which there was division, Mm -hmm. even if not as much racism. I mean, like literally, was alive and well in the 60s. Literally, yeah, but this is about this in the Umbrella Academy. The, the 19... This is heading into the 70s where it was starting to... Well, it was 1965. It was 1969. Was it 1969? 1960, 1969. It was 1969. It was 100 years from when they buried it. They buried it in 1869. Uh, he found it in 1969. He came back in tw- uh, 1995. It's 26 years later. 24 years? 26? Something like that. Okay. So, I'm just saying, they are... He might have been the first black person that he hired um i extremely doubt that 
simply because I'm just I'm just oh, giving okay 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 I I'm, just don't want to offend a rich white man is all I'm That's I'm, I'm that, worried about it and, and like also also yeah it kind of feels like rich people propaganda because the one rich person in the in the town goes crazy and stops doing that, stuff in the town and all of a sudden the town dries up it just doesn't track I I mean I. I, the reason huh. everything goes to shit because the rich white man <laughs> no. is doing stuff in the town. No, I think. Huh? I think the the whole thing here is I'm giving them the benefit of, the benefit of the doubt with the whole being the only black guy. I think it could be like he's taking that step forward of trying to hire more people of color. That could have been his first step, you know. Because I, in the '60s, it was still either you you have all whites or you have all yeah, blacks just, or you don't you know you really didn't mix it. So just, he could have been trying to mix it. There, so, there's there's a divide right now where you're trying to explain the character, and I'm mad at the director. I am, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm also trying to say this was the '90s when that was. No, I know, I know. It, it was a big deal, but they had limitations. Limitations. Creative directors wanted to do more, but producers and executives were limiting things. Hello, and welcome to the mid-roll. I have a surprise for you guys this time. Hi! Hi. Surprise! It's all three of us. Woohoo! Yeah, so we're here to do the mid-roll stuff. Uh, there's not much to say this time. Uh, we did get all three mics to work. Hopefully we're sounding better, you guys. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, we might be sounding even better in the next coming weeks. We'll see. <laughs> you know, uh, purchases were done. So hopefully it'll, you know, only be moving up. But we did finally figure out why Asia was freaking out. And, um, we're not going to talk about why, because, um, I'm still embarrassed about it. I mean, it's <laughs> on my computer. I'm a... I'm a dumb. <laughs> I'm not commenting I'm because techie. I was told to stay out of it. Oh, it's not that you were told, told to stay out of it. Oh, Myra. <laughs> oh, Myra. We had the... We had the not necessarily search. told to stay out of it. It's, I was told not to ask what was wrong Probably. so that I could... I would not laugh. We meant to click a, We were supposed to click a button that I deadass knew we were supposed to click and we fucking didn't. To be fair, I also knew. I had done it for... <laughs> all right so um yeah we don't have too much for you guys except for um one quick thing uh we want to send congratulations out to someone our very first accurate and very correct guest for a uh, show uh came in through our twitter thank you uh for at the razor gamer 29 you correctly guessed it was Jumanji. Woo! Um, I will try to get better at hints because I think the first ones were a little too hard. I think this one was a little too easy. For shits and giggles, we'll post what the original hint was supposed to be so that you guys can see it. Um, we went from uh, extreme level to little baby level, uh, but at least we got someone to guess it. So thank you so much. Yes. So hopefully. It's it's a learning curve. I have very little experience with um, this kind of editing stuff, so bear with me. It's a learning curve. Um, 
Also, go ahead. Sorry. Also, keep an eye out. Um, our image might be changing soon. This gross ass pink and uh, purple and white thing might actually be going away. Uh, it was never supposed to be there to begin with, so fingers crossed. Uh, it's it is what it is. <laughs> It'll be cooler this time. We promise. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, anything else, guys? I think that's it. Well, we hope you're doing well, you guys. Thank yep. you so much for for listening with us and growing with us. If you have any co- questions, comments, or concerns, please email us, tweet at us, Instagram us. Um, whatever at us at all of our socials which i've currently forgotten but they'll be at the end of the show it's probably some version of wsiwt podcast at your social media of choice um once again we really appreciate you guys we hope you're having fun here and we don't hope you keep it weird because that's someone else and um we'll figure out our own (laughs) thing uh yeah so enjoy the rest of the podcast enjoy the rest rest of the the podcast podcast. different note um they had a lot of continuity errors and i'm really upset about it because like there were a lot pop off oh. i guess okay the and uh, this is the only one that flat out stood out to me that i wrote down but i remember there being more the <laughs> amount of times where the actors would take the dice and just chuck them at the board in some way shape or form <laughs> and then somehow they perfectly landed in the dice rolling section there was one time the girl the little the little girl takes the dice and basically rolls them directly onto the the Jumanji logo thing. Yeah, and then it pans down and it's like in the center of the tray. And it's like, honey, that's not how dice work. I don't know if you ever played D anD D, but that's not how they work. Literally, no. that's not how they work when you aim. Okay, literally every time they roll the dice, it's it's a it's a retake, it's a reshoot. Because there, there's this one point where I- Peter throws the dice and he's like, yeah. And he clearly, like, yeets the <laughs> dice. And, like, off the board. And that, that did not land on the board, and they didn't reshoot it. And they're just like, oh, do do Yes. Um, and and like, being a person not- who can never keep their fucking dice <laughs> in their dice tray, aiming at the dice tray, because I am that person, you cannot yeet your dice at a board and... There you go. And magically, without fail, hit a spot you didn't aim for. Yes. And you can't tell me none of them ever did, like, the cupped hands, shake, 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 like, drop. Because oh, all of them did, like, the vague one hand, shake it around a little bit, yeet. Okay. If that. I also have a problem, problem with the game. Okay. The ending. Okay. The ending of the game. So technically, if you count and you actually pay attention to this shit, Alan, Alan needed six more spaces to win. He rolls a three. <laughs> you know, someone felt weird about that. I know. It felt weird. I was watching that. I, was like, I don't a three. He needed six. <laughs> it's not that hard to get it. They have two dice. They could have made the other one a five. Perfect. Because one landed as a one, and the other one could have been a five. Because nobody's touching it. Just make it roll. Yeah, because they have this big dramatic... Landed a five. I mean, it's not that hard. (laughs) Also, um, I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but the little girl gets, um, stabbed by a venomous plant. 
goes to sleep and then just doesn't talk about it for the rest of the fucking movie. She because goes to, this happens the, the before the purple, the purple uh, flower stabs her. Yeah, but neck. this, but this is right as the la- the thing is splitting. Right, and she gets up and moves around after it. Does she? She yeah. does because the 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 house is coming apart. They have to move to a different part. She gets up and moves with them. It's not like they care for her. <laughs> She's like, no, because I did move to She was there at the end game. She was just like, come on, guys, let's finish this fucking game. <laughs> Also, um, the monkeys. I, oh I god, the monkeys. Oh, the monkeys. I will not fix them. They were so beautiful when they rolled up on the fucking cop car and had this like dead stare of seriousness. One holding a gun and just sup. <laughs> Those <laughs> monkeys. Okay, the most gonna, gangster monkeys. You gotta admit, these freaking monkeys made this movie. Mm-hmm. Even even if they were just uh, control V control, uh, they were the, the the sprite models that they used for them were a hundred percent clones. But that yeah. does not change the fact that they were iconic. Oh my gosh! Because <gasps> they throw knives at the kids. Also, um, hold on. I'm sorry. Side note, real quick on the monkeys. Um, in I forgot the name of the company, but in programming the um the models for the monkeys, mm-hmm. the company that made them actually. Patented and invented different ways of 3D CGI. Ooh. They were the first ones to figure out how to make fur look like that. Oh. Also, the lion, his mane was entirely CGI'd. Oh. Now I knew that the it looked that he, weird. he was It was a little weird, but like for that time period. Yeah. It was soft. Okay, okay. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm off base, call me out. Call me out. Jumanji was literally just an excuse to try out all of the new fancy CGI. And, like, yeah, I feel like it was like a effects. test run for... It, it felt like, in, in rewatching it in 2020, it felt like a test run for the Lion King live action. And yet they still <laughs> did it better. <laughs> and yet it was still better! <gasps> okay, if they would have at least, like... That no, I'm, we're not talking about it. We're not <laughs> talking about it. No, we're make... not talking about it. Uh, can, uh, one, one comment. The court is open. Well, no, the petition for the court to be open. The lion in the bedroom, that lion that almost kills the kids, has more expression than any of the the, the Lion King 20-whatever. Speaking of the lion and its expressions, did you know it was an animatronic puppet? Yeah. It looked like an animatronic puppet. Like, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, its expressions also... Um, the croc. Okay, I'm sorry. I need to talk about the crocodile for a hot second. Oh, dude, the, the crocodile. That was such a tense moment. Like, it was such it's... a tense moment, and when you see that crocodile out of the fucking water, it still looks real. It's the, yes. Yeah. They made that thing able to swim, able to be ridden, a fully functioning jaw. That thing was basically a crocodile without a brain. Yep. Yeah, and like the the one complaint I have about the water scene where they're fighting the fucking crocodile. Um, Please tell me it's the same one I have. I hope so. Uh, I grew up in South Florida, for context. I know a lot about alligators. Um, if you get on an alligator's back in water that is deeper than the alligator, even probably when it's the same, they're gonna death roll. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna death roll. They're gonna drown you. That's how they catch their prey. Jumping on their back doesn't mean, ooh, I'm suddenly safe because the alligator has to stay upright. Nah, bitch, that thing knows how to spin to win. Spin to win? Yes. Sorry, that's that's a League of Legends thing. Um, and he knows how to spin to win. He's gonna. He's just gonna drown you. And 
Granted, I don't want, I didn't want to see Robert Mullins drawn on screen. Um, no. But like, hypothetically, that's how that scene should have played out, and I'm I'm upset. I would have at least liked one roll. Yeah, just one roll with like a cool like slashing effect, just to get the crocodile on its natural crocodilia family like you know vibe. No, Uh, my complaint on this scene. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yeah. No, it. I think I think the reason they didn't I'm gonna I'm gonna defend our our engineers our our puppeteers and shit like that. That's probably really hard to get a machine to do. Okay, you didn't have to. All you had to do was have a rotating rod and make a bunch of splashes. We don't have to see the crocodile when it swims. Yep. I'm gonna defend the animatronic. <laughs> so Myra, go ahead. <laughs> so my one complaint about this scene is there's a giant fucking hole in the side of the building. How the fuck did this shit... Exactly! How the fuck did this shit fill up to the ceiling? I have another point. And then, when the doors open, (laughs) it's a fucking river. I have another point. That goes all the way to downtown. (laughs) Do you know how many people got on that door? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know how many people got got on that fucking door? (laughs) Jack! You don't fit! <laughs> Meanwhile, in Jumanji, four people on one fucking door! <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh my god, also, okay. Yeah, that, that entire scene, it was Never very let good. go. Yeah, it was very good, it was very intense. I really liked, it. while the continuity error of the hole in the building makes the scene a little less, you know, you know, tense, I really liked when Robin was trying to catch the hand, and they kind of did the slip away thing. Yeah. I don't, I feel like at, for the time, most of the time when you reached out for someone and you got the hand, you got the hand and that was the end of the scene. But for them to do a slip, I think that was one of the first times I've ever really seen a slip. Yeah, I, what, re-watching it, I did, I did remember the whole, but it was very easy to forget with the tent. Like, the way they, they framed the scene and the way they built the tension... Please stop smiling at like, no, I got, like that. You're you're a little gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a I um, have a thing I remembered. But <laughs> I do have something I remembered. It, it it was framed in such a way that it's easy to forget that there is a giant wall missing in the house. Fun fun little thing that I don't think a lot of people have noticed. I don't know if you guys noticed. You might have. Um, when they're coming out. Of the chandelier. Uh, you see Robin get the kids down. Mm-hmm. You see one of the kids. And then you see this random hand in the back. While Robin is trying to get uh, Sarah out of the chandelier. <laughs> they caught one of the <laughs> one of the stage people's <laughs> hand on scene. That's fucking great. Oh my god. Uh, okay. I wasn't sure where you were going with this random hand. I was like... Hand? Oh my god. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of things a hand could do. Also, oh. um, while we're kind of talking about the puppet work, I have in my notes, puppet work is nice. JK, the spiders, though. Um, oh god, the spiders. <laughs> because they put so much effort into that crocodile, so much effort into that lion. They got to the sp- they, they, they fucking CGI'd the mosquitoes, and then they got to the fucking, uh, uh, spiders. It looks too. like Halloween spiders that they <laughs> wiggling got, like, in place. Wiggling in place. It looks like they went to the Halloween store and got the the, the big plastic spiders that look pretty good, but they're still very clearly 
with all of my like prop making knowledge, I really can't think of another way to puppeteer a um a a myriad of spiders without like either a CGIing them or b marionetting them. I think so, that like, I understand where the engineers where, were going. Yeah, I understand why the engineers made the choices that they did, but. When when put next to all of the other beautifully done things, I mean, yeah, yes. at the same time, Robin and um, whatever Sarah, I don't remember the actress's name, Bonnie, Bonnie, thank you. Um, they're yes. like so coolly melded into the floor. Like that's the first time I remember from my childhood beautiful. seeing something like that. Yeah, and so they're like really coolly like quicksanded into the floor and then frozen in place. And I was like, I cut. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else do I get? Oh, um, so I'm sorry. This for this movie specifically, I I had like a hyper focus on like how how the crew went in making it. Um, they no, hmm? oh, no, go ahead. They had a lot of really weird camera angles, and I don't know if that was like a '90s thing or a we're just trying to try some shit out kind of thing. But there yes. was one scene where uh, Robin Williams' character was, like, looking through something, and they got so awkwardly close to his face. He was staring at through the, the mirror. Yeah, and it looked like he was looking into your soul for, like, exactly, like, 30 seconds. And then they just went on with it. And it happened, they, they did it with, um, with the little kid later when he was turned into a monkey and trying to break into the uh, I wish the they wouldn't have. That was a beautiful scene. I wish that... I think that one was more of addressing the crowd. Yeah, and I I liked that one more. Mm -hmm. It fit better than Robin Williams staring into my soul. Because, um... Technically, he was supposed to be staring into Carl's soul. Yeah, but guess where where we were. In Carl's soul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are Carl! But what I'm... Personally, that one didn't... It did bother me for a second there, though. (laughs) Like, when he's just, like, straight up staring you in the face. He has some really intense eyes. He does. Yes, he does. Did. Oh. Mm. Sad. I know. He's so alive in our hearts! Why would you do that? Mrs. Doubtfire is real. Oh. Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude. Um, we eventually have to... whole scene, they were just like, Robin ad-libbed this. What are your skills? And he just... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Um, no, to me, that that scene with the axe, I think, would have played off a lot better if he didn't turn around and look at the the at yeah. that moment because the rest of the mo- movie really does not address the the audience. Yeah, like I said, I feel like they were trying to play with some stuff, and had they been doing that the whole movie, that would have fit a lot better. Yes, but since they weren't, it felt very out of place. Yes. I, I, yeah, it, wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really, what is he going ah. <laughs> um, Jumanji very much feels like a test run for a lot of other special effects. And, and also, and camera angles. And camera angles. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> the makeup for the monkey is extremely good. Yes. Oh, yeah, uh, the kid had to spend almost four straight hours. And oh, I'm not yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that that kind of stuff. The the makeup, while while the CGI might not have a, uh, aged very well, the makeup, I, in my opinion, super did. Super did. The um the I'm assuming they were silicone 
uh, silicone face. Uh, yeah, because he gets like a little pointy nose. And... Yeah, they. I still can't see the scenes throughout every single. I can't see I the look. scenes. Yeah, yeah, I look too because I do this shit for fun. I could not see the scenes and uh, seams in any of his scenes um, mm. at all, and. To, to constantly, scene after scene, get that level of consistency, of consistency and correction. Yes. Good fucking job, y'all. Yeah. Like, honestly, the movie script I- itself, not stellar. There's very little plot. I, it, well, it, mm. Coming from a book for that's literally for toddlers, they gave it some plot. Oh, they I will... I will throw this in. I'm out. It's quick, I promise. Mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon was also based on a kid's book with that similar plot. And they, they made uh, a, an amazing trilogy out of it. Uh, yeah. They made an amazing two movies. We might talk about it. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 because I'm ready for that discourse. Oh, I haven't I seen am. the third one in a... Well, okay. Yeah, actually... I, I have track. not seen they the third one. amazing uh, two movies. I have um, not seen the third one, yeah, so... We'll fix it. Don't worry. We'll fix it. It's, it's on our list. Um, okay. Um, anyway, go ahead, Tim. The, 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 the script itself very much felt like I want to make a movie with lots of special effects and I want to employ uh, people who do animatronics and, and CGI and I, and I want to make, make this movie. And they did. And it was really good. And while the CGI didn't hold up, to 2020 it was, standards, it's still good. It's still good, and again, for its time, it was it was groundbreaking. Literally. Yes, like uh, back onto the topic of how to train your dragon. In the second movie, DreamWorks actually um, engineered their own um, their own animation program that allowed you, for the first time in uh, 3D animation history, be able to animate um, cells together. So you were able to animate Hiccup with Toothless instead Ooh. of animating them separately and having to have the um, models then sync together. You were able to animate them both simultaneously, which is one of the reasons the animation in that movie is so fucking good. I loved, oh. So, but it's it's that for the 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, it it is impressive that even to this day it still pretty much holds up. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I mean, there's really, I mean. There's very little. There's very little plot, but there's more plot than the book. Because the book is literally, let's play a game. I, I'll, I'll give it this. Like, I, for for a kid's movie, it has a good plot. For a kid's yeah. movie, it has a good plot. And I really like how, I'm going to go back to what you said about the hunter being played by the same actor as the dad. It has a very much Peter Pan vibe. Can we yes. about that? Because in the play, in the, in the, the stage play uh-huh. of it, Peter Pan... Captain Hook and the dad are played by the same actor in the stage play. Uh-huh. And so it's it very much represents the children facing this antagonistic feet, uh, character that they have demonized their dad. And so in that element, it it's very much Alan facing this... And I might be reaching here, but like, it it feels like Alan is facing this hunting pressure, this this future he's trying to outrun. He's still very much this this child in an adult's body. And so the dad 
being the hunter chasing him, chasing after him, feels like Alan trying to outrun his family name, his his expectations, what his father wants for him. Um, I agree. What I was going to say, it's not just in the stage play. If you actually, not the animated Peter Pan, not Disney's animated, but when they did the live action Peter Pan. The 2003 whatever? Yeah, the live action Peter Pan. The dad, Wendy's, I don't think so, but I will add it. Um, Wendy's dad is Hook. So, like, you do see that correlation. And I think they tried to do that with the movie Hook, but you really can't because Tim, uh, not Tim Allen, Robin Williams is the dad at that point. He's no longer Peter. He's the dad. So, but I think they try to make notes to it by being, I think they show you pictures, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. And I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But pictures of Wendy's and um, her brother's grandfather. Dad. Yeah. So I and I and I like how they picked Dustin Hoffman because their bone structure could I could very easily see how you could look at a younger Robin Williams at a Dustin Hoffman and kind of see how that could be an older Robin Williams. Let's segment into a new section of this show where I, that I'm calling I Have a Theory. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> um, so, I have a theory. And this does play into the father role, and this is why I was really excited to say this. Um, I have a theory mm-hmm. that the entire time Alan spent in the game was spent in a world that looks identical to the house at the, at the very end of the movie where it's all jungle fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. However, it is filled with everything from the game. Yes. It's like a loading zone for everything in the game. And, since he's still a child, he does speak to Van Pelt pretty familiarly, doesn't he? It, yeah, okay, so actually... Can I finish can 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 my thought? Mm-hmm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. I have a theory that Van Pelt helped raise him Knowing full well that eventually he would become prey. Okay. I, I yeah. So I don't know. I, I vibe with that. I vibe with that. I like it. Um, but I was also. I I also have a theory. Because there's no way that Alan is the only child to have ever gotten sucked into the game. Uh huh. Do you think there's a whole little community of people in there? No. Hmm. So, if we're going based on canon, uh-huh. based on how Jumanji evolves into the new adaptations of it. Is that canon, though? I don't want it. It's technically canon. They made it canon. Sorry. I know. I mean, they made it canon, and this is why. Because when, when they're in the game, this is going in the new one, when the Jonas brother, Nick Jonas, I think, whichever one comes in, he... He's living in a little tent, mm-hmm. and he says, "This was some guy's Alan's tent." Oh, okay. so okay, but well, like, uh, uh, not part of me. Part of me wonders if that, that was paying homage. I think it was paying homage, but it's also because it's an evolution of the original game. I think they're establishing 
hey, this is what the inside of the game is. It's just evolved. I, I would, like I will, I will accept that this is some person's interpretation of that. Yes, I, um, it is not mine, but I will accept that it is someone's. So, so oh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, I have a theory too about uh-huh. that. I think inside of the game, it it's very much not just like a suction in. Oh, this is where we hold everything. Mm-hmm. It's very much its own universe. Yeah, I guess what I meant is like pocket dimension. Yes, it's like yeah. a pocket dimension. And inside of this, I think with Van Pellet, or Van, Van Pelt, Pelt mm-hmm. he may have raised Alan in the thought of the um, their greatest game ever played. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a fucked up. I lo- okay, so I love that short story. Um, so I, I think that... The dad doesn't just represent... I think they try to play with that yeah, as well. Peter Pan thing. No, the yeah. Peter Pan, but I think the, the whole... The daddy issues thing. The daddy issues and the whole... The greatest game ever... Our greatest game ever played. Because... Greatest... I just realized last episode... Is it the greatest game ever played? I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. The greatest hunt or something? Hold on. Hold on. While, while you look it up, I just realized last episode we had I'm Daddy Now in a dominant way, and now we have I'm Daddy Now in a sad way. Yeah. <laughs> Big Game Hunter. Uh... Yeah, it's the most dangerous game. Sorry. So basically, the short is so cool. What? <gasps> What if Van Pelt... Well, when did the book come out? 1924! Someone else played this game, rolled the dice, and got your worst fear comes to life, and it's the guy from that book. And that's where he comes from. Ooh, that's interesting. Because it wouldn't be something that you would be reading in school at that time. So yeah, I did I did read this short story. I've read um, it in high school, I think. I think. Yeah, I think I did too. It kind of looks familiar. High school? Um... But basically, it amounts to this guy getting shipwrecked, and he's all like, oh, thank God you're, like, existing on this island. Holy shit, I thought I was dead. And he's like, ah, yes, come have dinner with me. <laughs> yeah, instead of instead of making friends with uh, a fun volleyball named Wilson, he makes friends with... Psycho Hunter. Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who eats people. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, in, instead of making friends with the volleyball, he makes friends with Hannibal Lecter. And he's all like, oh, yes, I, I have... This prey imported. And you'll have so much fun hunting with me. And 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 then the guy ends up getting hunted and I think he dies. I, I think they left it super ambiguous. Yeah, they did. Towards it. Or at the very least the version that we read at uh, my high school, they left it kind of ambiguous. Um but yes, it has this most dangerous game feel. Yes. Especially because he's like ready to go and attack. You know? He wastes so many bullets, though. There's no way that man is an actual hunter. Also, he shoots the car, like, five times for fun. Also, Alan should have been shot in the head. Yeah. Just because um, everything that gets sucked into the game is from the game. That gun and bullets were from the modern the world, day. But they became a part of his character. Fine. So, I guess, uh, the way I interpret it is, he has to go back into the game with a gun. And um, if he has a new gun, it's his gun. It so, gets equipped as, as an item in the game. Yeah. So, speaking of the gun. Can we just talk about the fact that this dude from 
um, some other time period, walks into a gun shop in the middle of wherever the fuck they are. I forgot. New England. New England. England. New England. He goes, I would like a new gun. This dude goes, you have to fill out some paperwork. And he goes, I don't wanna. And the dude goes, cool, Bethany, close the door. And gives this dude a fucking military-grade sniper rifle. Welcome to the 90s when they did had no gun control. I don't we like still it. Don't. It's, also, it's still an issue, yes. I but mean, like, yes, it's still it's, a major I issue. Know, they I need just, some gun control. I, I, it was so, they, they, they didn't even hesitate. The dude put some gold doubloons on the table, and the dude was like, hey, cool, what do you want? I'm basically, uh, you're, you're daddy now, what do you want? <laughs> no, the fact that they made, they made the joke of, um, you don't work for the post office. I know, I get it. They, they were kind of snarky to him, but literally this dude walked in, had no American money, and went, hey, give me a gun. You know nothing about me. I'm dressed weird. I have a rifle from, like, a, a billion years ago, and I would like a new gun, and went, sure, I bet. Sure, what else do you want? You want some grenades? You, you want a katana? Welcome to the American system taking control of guns. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. The sad thing is that that is how shit probably worked in the 90s. And slapped a fuck ton of cash on the table and went, give me a gun. I have no doubt that that's probably still how it works. I think it's still secretly that's how it goes. Um, Don't want to believe it. Look, we sell guns in Walmart and I trust Walmart over... uh, uh, a gun shop? A gun shop. Yes. Um, oh, so in, in terms of In terms of monitoring their sales, because at the very least, if something happens from a Walmart gun, I assume corporate will be like, hey, you're fired. There's a little bit of fear. I think... <laughs> I think Walmart watches more of their gun sales because exactly. they are more likely to get sued... Yes. ...than a just, mom and pop shop. Bring him back to the movie. Oh, bringing it back to the movie. I would like to make another point. Oh. Yes. Um, I feel so fucking bad for that cop. Dude, everything <laughs> that can go bad goes not, bad not, to Carl. Not even that. At one point, he's not in the car for like a solid hour, and they they don't report him. They don't say like I I might. The, not. All they say is, "Has anyone seen Carl? Can yeah, you find has Carl?" Seen Carl? I'm like he comes back to them, then, then instead of being like, "Are you okay? You've been MIA for X amount of time." They're just like, "Where the fuck were you? We need you." Like you should care more about your cops. Go ahead, Sam. Also, he gets shot at uh-huh. and doesn't fucking report it. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't ask for backup. He doesn't ask. For, he doesn't go shots fired at the parish house, which he should have. Like. Oh, like honestly, is he the only in this house? But like, is he like the only cop in, cop in this this town though? Because f- for real, Joseph. What not? Jo- now I'm calling him Carl. Josephine. No, what's her freaking name? Josephine. You can't call her Josephine. It's not Josephine. No, not Sarah. I don't know the child. Janine. Janelle. Janine. Janine. Whatever the the um dispatcher. The yeah, entire yeah, yeah. fucking time that everything... Carl, where are you? We need you here, Carl. Carl, Carl, Carl. Like, is he the only cop in this town? Yeah, like, don't they technically... Don't you have to call them up by their unit number? Yes. Well, I've, seen, I've seen cop shows, I know things. No, like, they're straight up, like, this whole time. The entire time. Also, he, also, there's no way he's the only cop, because... 
With the amount of closed and boarded up stores and everything oh, else, and the amount of not. homelessness. He's not the only cop because the monkeys steal a. Um, but do you see another cop throughout the entirety well, of this movie? You don't see another physical cop, but you do see the the the, the bike. However, I will say this one thing: it's really weird that the, like of at least one cop in this small town, he wouldn't know that's Bill's bike. Hey, Bill! He just goes that that's a that's a, a petty officer or something. He'll help us. Has no idea who the fuck it is. That seems sus. Yes. Yeah. I feel like this. I feel like the police department was just like, sure, you can drive a car. <laughs> just kind of gave him a car and a gun and went. You seem trustworthy. Just uh, stay out of the way if something serious happens. But they keep calling him. No. Oh my god. It's like it's like when you apply for a job where you technically have no credit to be there, but you do such a good job once you get there that everyone starts giving you more responsibility and you're like, I I technically have like I technically have no idea what I'm doing, but you said to do the thing, so I'm gonna get the plumbus and I'm gonna do the thing. And I'm gonna hope I do it right, and then you keep doing it right and people keep giving you more responsibility. <laughs> I feel so bad for him though, because I feel like this car when you first meet him this car is his pride and joy because he's like there he goes what year is it and he goes well it's brand new it was brand new like you just ruined it but fine yeah because you jumped on it fuck <laughs> and not just that like everything this car becomes a i mean side note yes don't the cars get like issued to them so it doesn't it totally means nothing i like yeah that's my main thing like but he makes it like this it makes it seem like he paid for the car. Yeah. Which, like, maybe he's just a really serious cosplayer that got caught up in some shit. Oh, no! In the fucking... Okay, this whole time, though, this entire movie, to me, the monkeys and Robin Williams make it. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. I, I think it would have been really interesting to see... You said Tim Allen? I'm not Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks... I, it would have been such a different movie had Tom Hanks actually... I think it would have been much more serious. I think it would have been much darker. Tom, Tom Hanks has his comedy. He does. But I feel like they were trying to go a much more serious route since you said they had to rewrite it and all this other stuff. So I feel like it would have been darker and sadder and not done as well. I agree. I mean, part of me agrees. Part of me... Would like to see <laughs> no. that movie... I, I would like to see a Jumanji where they allowed Robin Williams to do what Robin Williams does. Yes. Because that little girl gave so much sass, I feel like he would have been able to play so well off of her. He would have played off. As a child off. actress, she did so good. Oh, she, yeah, she continues to. She's an amazing. Chris, Christian. Jenowitz? No. Dunce. Dunce? That's a bad last name. I'm so sorry. Kristen Dunce. Great actress. Yep. Robin Williams. I think those two, if they would have been able to improv a lot more, oh, that no. movie would have bought. At the very least, it would have been a completely different vibe. Dude, Robin Williams would have... And on, Honestly, part of me understands why they didn't, because if you think about it, they put a lot of time and effort and money into the, the animals and stuff. So I understand why they didn't want to make it a comedy. Like, putting that much money behind something and then betting on a but comedy he's, driving it. he's done a lot of movies where it's got a lot of seriousness, but he has a lot of freedom to to still... Like, I mean, you have... Um, Keep going, I'm looking up something. What's that freaking movie? Good Morning Vietnam. 
who is a very serious movie. When did it come out, though? It came out, I think Good Morning Vietnam came out before, um, let me see. I'm about to look that shit up. Yeah, okay, so a lot of the animated movie came out in 92. Okay. 87. Okay. So he already had a good history. You're right. So he had a good history of doing this serious role while still having that comedic end. When did Bicentennial Man came, come out? That came out after. Yeah. That, Bicentennial came came out, I think, 99. Yeah. yeah, late 90s. It was a really weird choice then to pitch him and then not let him do his thing. Yeah, I think... Because it felt like... The whole vibe felt like it was on the precipice of being a comedy, like like a true Robin Williams comedy, like how with the success of Aladdin and Good Morning Vietnam, and when was Mrs. Doubtfire out? I think it was around the same time. 93. So yeah, he has this... Repertoire. Repertoire of a mate, and I wonder if it was a choice on... Him? Or- him? Trying to do more serious stuff? You know what? It might have been. Because, the like you were saying earlier, he made the choice to have them rewrite it. Yeah. So I wonder if this was him trying to be a little more serious in his roles. And yeah. See, I mean, more power to him if that's what he wanted to do. I get it. But, like, I, I feel like it could have excelled with him and, like... I think he could have... The they the could have used him a little bit better. He was... An amazing actor. He was an amazing comedian. He could, he could flip that coin because you really did see it in Good Morning Vietnam because he goes from this serious soldier to... He has a serious moment. I mean, the first two minutes. Yeah. But still, he has a serious moment and goes into this comedian style and then bounces back because when he, when he's betrayed, you see that... Yeah. You see that seriousness well, flip. And, yeah, and it misses Doubtfire, too. Like, he, they give him room to show his comedic skill, but then they're, like, the tender moments between him and his kids and him and his wife, when yeah. he starts to lose everything. You... Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It could, I, I, would, I would really have liked to see a version of this where he was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Because, I mean comedically, because if you think about it, what's the girl's name? The adult girl? Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Um, Sarah has a lot of really good one-liners, too. Like, um, at one point, he does something really stupid, and he goes, he's a Gemini. Yes. <laughs> don't mind yeah. he's, he's a Libra. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know what star sign she gave him. But, like, the, she has a lot of, love. like, at one point, after he, uh... He, he does something stupid, and he gets, like, away from them, and she's, like, wistfully looking out the window, ragging on him. Literally. <laughs> yeah. He, he yells at Peter, and Peter's like, I'm, I'm just a kid! I didn't sign up for this! I'm just a kid! And life is a nightmare! Um, and I don't sing because I don't know the lines. Just so you guys are wondering. The only other point that I have on my notes, um, I have two... Uh, this entire movie was family, uh, found family trope activated. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, think, oh, that's so weird. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh, and then, um, also I wanted to comment on the dad, um, like Alan's dad. Uh, if you watch the beginning sequence and the end sequence together, the jump in 
attitude. attitude change between the dad's two seconds ago anger and then suddenly I love you, son, is so jarring. That is not how abusive parents work. Even if we're talking emotionally abusive, they they do not... Decades of work. Huh? It needs decades of work. Yeah, like, they do not jump that quickly to happy ending. He would have still been angry at him. And I understand that would have made the homecoming a little less cheerful, but it is... If you're going to make him such a stick in the mud in the beginning and so quick to anger at his kid who obviously just got beat up, you need to continue that through. Yeah, he's having a bad... The, your kid is having a bad day, so he's gonna be a little yeah, pissed off. Your kid's having a bad day, and your fix to it is, don't worry, we're sending you away. Yeah. I, I, I guess... Congratulations, I you see, got beat up. You're a man now. Let's ship you off to some boarding school. I think it's also a shift in his mentality. And I'm not saying that that, that dad did not give off abusive vibes, because he did. Um, but what I'm saying is, you know how sometimes when you look at your... As a kid, you looked at your parents and you thought they were the worst in the world, and they they were horrible, and they couldn't, they couldn't do anything right? And now as an adult, certain... You still think that? <laughs> well, I know I, I no, I love my parents. Uh, Disclaimer: I love I, my parents. Uh, I'm going to say a thing. I think out of this table, you might have the most healthy relationship with your parents. Fair. <laughs> uh, so please do not think these are shots coming at you from our facial expressions. What I'm trying to say is, even if you sometimes don't have the best relationship, there are instances where you realize your parents might not do everything that to hurt you okay. on purpose. I was like, where are you going with that? On purpose. No, what I was just saying is... Maybe Alan's an unreliable narrator? Yes. Like, you're seeing this whole thing through Alan's point of view. Okay. So, this... His dad being, hey... Because he really didn't tell his dad he's being chased by, like, ten kids. He, he he's His dad assumes it's just the bully, and he doesn't try to explain, hey, no, there's more people. He just goes, dad, I need a ride. And... No, no offense, but if I would have showed up at my dad's job at 16 and gone, hey, dad, I need a ride. He'd he be like, wasn't 16, was he? Or he, was, he was a child. Fifth, whatever, but 12. We can, we can age you up to 16 because as American culture moved forward, we let our kids out that far away from home less and less. Yes. That's right. So at, at 16, I go to my dad's job and I go, hey, I need a ride. But you have a perfectly good bike or car. Mm-hmm. And... You're not explaining what's you, you going. You got here by yourself. Why, Why you do you ride? need a ride? And then he knows you're. Be- he knew he was being bullied by one guy, not by ten. Yeah, because yeah, that's a whole game. Yeah, he, and he could be. He could be a reliable narrator. I'll give it to you. And then you the the whole dad the whole scene in the kitchen. You have him going. Hey, I'm so excited to show you this because it's something that I went oh, through, your grandfather yeah. went through, your great grandfather. Like he's This is our family legacy. Yeah, and Aren't he's, you excited to be a part of it. He's excited to to share that with his son and his he straight up goes, I don't want it. Like guess, fuck you. Back back to like I guess I I just wish that maybe maybe they came back to 
when they were coming home from the thing rather than actually five minutes later. I don't think it was five minutes late. I know he says it's been five minutes, but let's well, be no, honest. No, because here's what happens. I, I, I literally, I rewound and watched the two scenes back to back. Um, he, his dad does the thing, he leaves. He starts packing his shit, the girl comes over. He goes, hey, I found this weird game, let's play it. They play the game, he gets sucked in. Everything else in canon happens. He comes back to, they look around and the dad goes, I forgot my notes for the speech, and walks in. So, yes, I think it was more like 15, 20 minutes? Still. I, I agree Still. with you. It should have been a little more. I, I, I just wish that maybe they would have done, like, had they, this is my pitch. Had they had the scene set for midday and had all the light and the natural light coming in and everything, and when they come back to have it be nightfall. And have the, also had the dad have time to think about exactly. what happened. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I think I think Jay's right. I, he needed time to marinate on it. And he didn't get that time. And the lack of it, when you take it out of the context of the entire movie, separating your brain from it, is very weird. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 as, a, as a current adult, without any children, people need time to, to marinate on... You know, issues. When you're issues. having issues with somebody, even if it's between friends or anything, if you step away and then come back, you see it in a different light. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what they were trying to mimic, and I agree with you. I think they should have given him time yeah. to marinate that that feeling. Yeah, because communication is a two-way street. It's really cool that the kid who was having, you know, a bitch fit uh, for valid reasons, but still a bitch fit, um, that he feels better about the situation, and he has context for everything. But communication is a two-way street. He got the dad riled up, and the dad needed the same amount, but not the same amount of time, but a, a distance. He also needed distance in order to react the way that he did. Yes. And yeah. I think I think the dad definitely had the capacity to. Yeah. Because they don't show him being cruel, or maliciously cruel to him. I really, I really wish I would talk about this one thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, but the, he, he definitely wants what he views as best for Alan. Okay. And yep. I think, yeah, I definitely agree. To get the, oh, you don't have to go to, to boarding school, son. I, I just, I was just excited about sharing my, my history with you. Yeah. All right. You need more time. Do you guys have any more points? I don't think so. Myra? I'm trying to think. Oh. Uh, yeah, great. CGI was great. I think between the four actors, I think the acting was pretty good, too. Oh, God, I, yes. Yeah. You know, it's really it's really weird to find two kid actors that do that good of a job put them yes. in the same movie. Yes. Uh, the, the casting was A+. Plus. The kids did an amazing job. And also, the... I'm sorry, Sarah? Mm hmm Sarah did a really good job of um, kind of emulating uh, mental illness. Yes. Like they, be, just because she had a history of mental illness, from a valid experience, but still, um, they didn't use her as a uh, comedic crutch in the way that is typical. They, yeah, they, like, they, there are beats. They utilized her in a, in a way that was, for the time, very PC. Yeah. Yes. Um... Like, looking back now, you're like, ooh. And not but, really. 
Well, and there's not too many scenes that I'm, like, actively noted. She called her therapist when she thought she was having a psychotic break. Yep. Which is fair if you think all four of the pe- all three of the people sitting in front of you are hallucinations. Yeah. It's a Especially valid- because, at this point, she is determined that Alan was killed by her de- his dad. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, years of therapy trying to convince her that she had yeah. witnessed a murder as opposed to him being something before right. you. And I guess I guess what I mean is for the time they did a really se- a really sensitive way of portraying that. You know what? Yeah. Oh yeah. And they, I'm not saying it was right every single time, but like they at one point, um at one point uh Robin's character calls her crazy offhanded and she reacts in a way that seems logical for someone with that level of trauma. Yeah, she's like, don't you fucking call me crazy. Yeah, and they don't they don't play it off as a joke. She's serious. And yeah. they let that they let that beat sink in that she and is serious and this is a big thing to her. Yeah, she's yeah, like and enough I'm, people have in this town have called me crazy. Don't you dare call me crazy. And I'm like, oh. Oh, I oh. Yeah. Yikes. And they, they respect it to a degree. Yeah. Like, that's the last time you hear that word. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, that that's my take on it. Uh, so the court in suspension? The court. Please. The court has adjourned. Okay. Look at us getting like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, uh, final thoughts. Side note before we go into it, we looked into the fandom. There is no fandom, there's just a weird cult following that goes, ooh, Jumanji, look at that, it's a really cool game. Jumanji, Jumanji. Yeah, this is more cult following than anything else. It really does not have a... there's like, not, there's no fan... There's people who worship the movie, and that's it. Yeah. I might be one of them. That's fine. That's fine. It's a good... It's you have rights. All right. Uh, for the movie, I will give it a yes, but in a uh, in a playful way. I wouldn't go into it expecting the drama of the century, but it's a good movie. I would also say yes. It's a good time. It's It's got good vibes. It's got Robin Williams. You want to go see some great animatronics... Especially for the era. Fuck yes, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm a cult vault. Fo- I'm a cult follower. Uh, yep. 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 I said that right. Yay, me. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've honestly probably seen this movie like a hundred times. Um, this is a classic in my household. Mm-hmm. If it ever comes on, we're watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I honest like the only thing I would even consider to change in this movie is having Robin Bill- Williams be more natural. But besides That's, that, I, I really enjoy the movie every yeah. time I watch it. I feel like you could kind of feel his restraint in some scenes. Mm-hmm. But that's fair. I mean, yeah, especially if this was a, a trial for him to prove that he could start doing more serious, serious roles. pieces. Yeah. Um I would understand why he would not follow his acting instincts. But that is three yeses. Yeah. Court is closed. Court is closed. This movie's worth to watch. The court finds this the court finds this film worthy of a watch. Court adjourned. Court adjourned. That was good. That was really good. Good job. All right. And Why don't we just do this? <laughs> we all have ends. So, so much faster than going around the room. With these soft little... 
Alright, so, um, I guess all we have left to say is thank you for listening to Why Should I Watch That? Uh, please follow us on our socials. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> Uh, uh, we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, we have uh, soon to be Facebook. We have a Tumblr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't. Tumblr is street with this shit. There's better art on Tumblr. I'm That's sorry, fair. Twitter doesn't have no. a lot. No, you're good. Um, I don't know why I got that close to my. You were, like, you were. You're, I'm oh, sorry. It is business. Have a good evening. Uh, have a good day. It, the, our social. Our socials are <laughs> WSIWT podcast for the majority of our socials. Uh, one of them has an underscore in it between WSIWT. We also have a Gmail. Please email us at WSIWTpodcast at gmail.com if you have any critiques for us or comments on what we may or may not have missed and or fucked up. We uh, would love to hear from you. And um, we will apologize for the craziness and debacles <laughs> in um, jumbled mess this episode was. We are we, exhausted. A little too much caffeine. We had a little too much caffeine and a little too much work. <laughs> Mixed together, it's not healthy, guys. Stress is real. Yeah. Uh, a pandemic is real. Make sure to take care of yourselves, you guys. Yes. Yeah, wear your masks. Wear your masks. Take yeah. a bubble bath. Yeah. Do something to de-stress yourself. Grab a nice book. Watch a good movie. Watch, watch good Jumanji. What? Jumanji. <laughs> watch Jumanji. Jumanji. I can't. I. You know what? I was going for a good thing. Watch a good anime. Fuck it. Let's throw it out there too. Yeah. Watch. Uh, I was going with watch Jumanji. So okay. No, I was just throwing another. I mean, my I'm listing up other things. I'm gonna call myself out. A good comfort anime for me is Oran Host Club. Hell yeah. Listen. It's cheesy. It's Sailor dumb. Moon. You can turn your mind off. Hi, Q. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't. We'll we'll get into we'll get into all three of those at their own proper times. Uh, all right, so I think that's all we have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you and come back. Uh, here is your clue for next week. Yeah, Ooh, spooky. All right, bye. 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 Gave me loaded dice! Guard, arrest him! You dare to impugn my honor? He was the one who was cheating!